Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 142, written March 26, 2023. The title of our podcast today is Gambling versus Investment, Part 2. A lot of people have suffered shipwreck wondering what the Bible says about gambling and or investing. But the key, it all depends on where your heart is. That matters. If you can't settle it in your heart, then you're doing it for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31, read it then you shouldn't be doing it. And most of us can't say we're gambling and are investing for the glory of God. And they are both closely related. Gambling, a poor man's investment, gets a bad rap. Why? Because we have associated it with bad behavior, such as drugs, alcohol, smoking, prostitution, things of that sort. Investing, the wealthy man's way of gambling, we kind of sugarcoated it and make it look good in the eyes of men. Notice, I didn't say in the eyes of God, because God looks up on the heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7. Read it. That's why... I stated this podcast, started this podcast rather, with that statement. It depends on where your heart is. You see, in both gambling and investment, there is just as much evil done in one as in the other. Because you're still taking chance. You're still putting forth money to make money. And neither guarantees a good outcome. That's why I put them both in the same category. I'm not here to say which is right or which is wrong, but I just want to draw a parallel and a distinction, okay? And please don't let nobody judge you in either one, simply because they both can bring misfortune and or evil. They both can bring us fortune and are good, but if your fortune replaces God, that's when it's sin. So, in the eyes of God, when rightly dividing the word of truth, it depends on where your heart is. They both could be good or evil, because both acts are alike. Men name them both to classify which he will associate with good and or evil. Listen, you judge your own actions because God will judge, and I find it best to be on God's side. Maybe in your heart, you invested in the poor, the needy, or a good God-fearing church. Luke 12, 34, 33, and 34 read it. But even then, if you're doing it for notoriety or the wrong reason, even that can be sin. Case in point, remember what those rich people did in the temple 
And Jesus said to his disciples, This widow woman who put in two mites has given more than they who gave from their abundance to the treasury. All because she gave God all she had and from her heart. Mark 12, 41 through 44. Paraphrase. Read it. So, the little guy who picks up one lottery ticket or the big guy who picks up a dozen lottery tickets, it still could be gambling because it depends on where their hearts and motives lie. Whether you, the little guy who worked all your life and you invested in a stock, or a rich guy who go to the stock market every day and invest in stocks, it's a gamble. It is said that the reason some of the wealthy people don't want the lottery is because every now and then a little guy gets a leg up join their ranks and become wealthy too okay you judge regardless what you do if it's for greedy gain it is sin i heard it said that state lotteries are set up to exploit little people you know the poor the have-nots to take the little money that they do have and put them out, knowing that the chances of winning is one in a million plus. But hold on. <laughs> if that little guy wins and get involved with doing good from his lottery winning, hires wise counsel, an attorney, and get him an accountant, he can turn around and be a great investor led by the Spirit of God to do this and to do well. And some of you might say, now, Brother Gene, God's Spirit is not going to lead a gambler to do good. <laughs> well, tell me this. He leads the sinner to repentance, and that's good. So if he, the bad actor, can be changed, so can his bad act. Sinners change, so can their habits. You agree? The love of money, my brother, begins evil. It's where sins come, sin comes in. My Bible says it's the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 Paraphrase. Read it. Let me ask you this. Does not the Bible say to invest a little here and a little there? And in the latter days, you come back and you have a return on your investment? Ecclesiastes 11.1-6 Paraphrase. Read it. Who are you to say that God cannot take the simple and confound the wise, or to take the poor and confound the rich? Let God be the judge. 
1 Corinthians 1.27. Read it. Listen, folks. I'm not here to advocate gambling or investing, but I am here to say let's not get ourselves entangled with judging people because they allow themselves to get involved with certain things or actions here on the earth. If you have concerns, <laughs> pray for them. Okay? See, we don't know the end from the beginning nor the beginning from the end. Only God knows. So let God be God and we be man. Don't judge one another. Heck, speaking of unlucky and lost, just recently, good folk invest in banking stocks that fail. As the market keeps sinking, we just had a couple of banks that went belly up here recently. This stuff happens. A lot of investors lost money in that. Listen, and again, it's a gamble. We may have thought we had a sure thing with our stock in those banks, but they failed. Granted, you're insured up to $250,000 by the federal government, but for those who had excess amounts above the insured $250,000, it's possibly they lost money. Hmm. Solomon warns us, give up trying so hard to get rich. Your money flies away before you know it. Just like an eagle, suddenly take off. Proverbs 23, 4 and 5, found in the contemporary English Bible version. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5. Read it. God wants man to be content with what he provides and not man making wealth his God. Man coveting, lusting after greedy gain which can be found by gambling and investing. Also, God doesn't mind men having wealth. As long as we don't let that wealth become our God. Which reminds me, as a child, I will never forget this in our little local town, how one of our cousins, they call him Bebel, decided after he was doing so well at the gambling table one evening that he said, if this next bet don't come through, God is a SOB. And after he dealt the cards, he sat down and fell dead. Being young, I heard that it brought me great fear and trembling, as well as the townspeople. Jesus spoke to his disciples, and he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Luke 12, 15. Read it. 
Now, this text precedes the parable of the rich man who reinvested in his property, whose land brought forth plenty of wealth that year. So much that he decided to tear down his little barn and build a bigger barn so he can store his good and all wealth. And then he sits back <laughs> and says, I will eat, drink, and be merry. He gave us that famous saying back in the day. I think it was used in a Dairy Queen commercial. I guess I'm dating myself. And today I hear Whole Food uses it. Anyways, God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Luke 12, 16-21. Read it. So, see, it is the love of money that is the sin, not the games, the betting, or the money, as some people do bet for the fun of it. They're having nice card games at their homes. Even Christians play cards, table games, and so on. But when and if you do it for the love of money, that's when it becomes a problem. Even Monopoly, a game of investing, is not bad as a table game. But played in real life, whereas you become a real estate tycoon, you can wage even with real money and properties and so on. That could be a game changer. That could be sin. You say, Brother Gene, you're crazy. Maybe I am. But it's being done. And some are sinning doing it. So even that innocent game when we insert greed, wagers, that love for money and our wealth can be a sin. So it's the love of money, people, that brings us sin. Because we start putting money in the place of God. We start relating to the fact that, um, hmm, with money, you can get almost anything you want. Have all you need. We can buy it without depending on or praying to God. Money, in a sense, becomes your God. That's why the love of money is the root of all evil. Because like sin, it separates us from God. Call me crazy if you want to. A lot of people have suffered shipwreck not knowing this. It's been said to never invest or gamble more than you can afford to lose. In essence, if you only have your rent, utility, and food money, then you shouldn't gamble or invest because you can't afford to lose it. Reminds me of a guy who only had the one talent in the parable, he thought, maybe I should bury my Lord's money. That way I won't lose it. Little did he know, 
his Lord wanted a return on his investment. When he got back, regardless of how small it was, the parable of the ten talents speaks of how his how this man entrusted his goods and our money to his three servants to invest as he went on a trip. One invested five talents, one his two talents, and one invested zero. The five returned ten talents, the two returned four talents, and the zero returned zero. As nothing from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> that was a famous song in the past. When, well, when, when his Lord returned, he, he complimented the investors. But he scolded the one who hid his talent, who feared to invest it. Matthew 25, 14-30. Paraphrase, read it. So, if we would consider the lesson from the parable, I say it would be better to invest than to do nothing. For with the investment, you have time to take the matter before God in prayer, saying, Please, Lord, bless my investment. Allow God opportunity to bless you, and you give God the glory as he blessed you with the increase. Now, to speak to those who played brackets in the 2023 March Madness, I would say if you did it for fun, win or lose, I hope you enjoyed yourself and you enjoyed your games. And some may have, you know, lost a couple of bucks here and there. My question, did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? great as long as you're not doing it for money gain or greed hey god is judged he knows your heart if you're not convicted maybe your heart is in the right place happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth romans 14:22 read it on the flip side, if you are convicted about investing and or gambling, then you shouldn't do it. Because what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? Mark 8.36. Read it. As stated in scripture and sung by our brother Toby Mack, featuring Mandisa and Kurt Franklin a few years back. Y'all know the song? When I searched for the word gambling and or investing in the Bible, I couldn't find them. Nevertheless, but for the act of what they mean, there's many scriptures that cover that. And I have listed some of them here in this podcast. I did search in Google, as the Bible doesn't say that gambling and our investment is a sin, but what is a sin is when we covet and pursue wealth, sometimes to the point of addiction and even losing everything. We reach out, we let the love of money and the desire of deceitful riches overwhelm us. Chasing after it 
get, get after those get rich quick schemes. And because that love of money is the root of all evil, that's what makes it sin. I'm looking at the March Madness and all the brackets. People are actually crying as their bracket of brackets are busted, but it's all in fun and game. We shouldn't judge people for having fun because I much rather have someone having fun with their friends and family, be it sport, betting, playing lottery, investing in stocks, bonds, forex trading, cryptocurrency, you name it. I'd rather that than having someone, some crime play out in our streets. But there is a lust and a greed for money and our wealth that can sneak into our gambling and our investing, which can lead to sin. Nevertheless, it's the thing of the heart. Where is your heart? My advice? I'm going to read something. He has showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Micah 6, 8. Amen? Amen. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall be saved. And now you are a part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Now, a word with my Father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your Son, I thank you for allowing me to be part of your ministry to help others know you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you or someone you know have further need of prayer, contact us here at heavensprayerlink.com. We'd love to pray with you, and you pray for us too. God bless you.